you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. That's the one. And today we're going to step back in time to the 1970s. I'm very excited about the 70s. As you well should be. I've got, got my some, flares on. Uh, are they are they bell bottoms? Are they loon pants? <laughs> I've got What's a loon going? pant. We're going to be talking about about Tarby, which is going to make me well the happiest. She's already alive. grinning from oh, ear to ear. I love Tarby. Um, we are also going to be talking to someone else who makes me grin. Paul Ross it makes everybody grin. Oh, lovely Paul Ross. Uh, we'll also be talking to the man behind influential quizzing and game show website Bother's Bar. He's, he's known as Brig Bother, Brig which Bother. I know you, you can barely say. Brig, I have, to, Brig I have to sort of put a brr in it, otherwise I can't do it. Brig Bother. Uh, yes, uh, we'll find out his true identity, <gasps> the man behind the mask. We're going to unmask him live <laughs> on this podcast, which yeah. isn't live. Yeah, <laughs> he's not really masked either. I mean, he's not a superhero. But anyway, that's fine. And we have a listener quiz, of course we do, uh, from friend of the show, Sparrow Hawk. Oh, that's another... We're going to have to unmask someone else there. That sounds like a supervillain. We're all aliases today, aren't we? We are. I'm going to be... Tarby Girl. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be proper superhero. Tiny Wind. 
Oh, is that your... No, that's not your Wu-Tang Clan name, but it sounds like it should be your Wu-Tang Clan name. I've forgotten what that is. Anyway, from Tiny Wind and the Vixen. Or do you want a different identity? I mean, that's you. It's what I am now. It's what you are. That's Maybe I'll are. have a secret identity on my secret identity. Oh, well, all will be revealed later on Things on Buzzards. Okay, stepping back in time I've got once my tank again. top on. I know you're doing your Northern Soul dancing. <laughs> you could see that. I, I did. Was, well, it, was, it was not very good Northern Soul dancing. You put some talcum powder on the floor and I just presumed <laughs> that was what it was for. And no, it was good. It's good. Down the casino. Athletic. Um, so, yeah, we're stepping back to the 70s to talk about what was going on in the world of quiz. So, mm. live, the 70s was an exciting time for live quizzing because that was when Burns and Porter um, introduced pub quizzing as a, a sort of national phenomenon. Any relation? Do, tragically. <sighs> tragically, I'm afraid, uh, Tom Porter. Oh, he could have been the heir to a quiz fortune. I know, just, just to have it in my blood. A legacy. No. Sharon Burns and Tom Porter, 1976, they founded and organised 32 pub quiz teams in three leagues in the south of England. And uh, from those little 32 teams, uh, great things happened. A passion Yes, was born. and pub quizzing became the thing that it still is to this day. Marvelous. So that was in the live quizzing. And then um, TV and radio, obviously the radio quizzes were still going strong. TV-wise, it was quite interesting. Obviously game shows were huge in the 70s because uh, a lot of the old variety shows of the 50s and 60s, they started to realise those were very expensive to make, you mm-hmm. live at the Palladiums and what have you. So they started to think, what can we do in studio? Because obviously hiring a studio cheaper than uh, doing shows in theatres. So, uh, you know, we had wonderful game shows, things like the Generation Game. Oh. That hit our screens in the 70s with old Brucey. Um, and then Larry Grayson, that was still the 70s. Grayson, yeah, still the 70s. I remember that very well. Um, so as well as the Generation Game, we had things like Sale of the Century. Yes. Which did have a quiz element to it. Oh, it's very much a quiz, I feel. Yeah. yeah. The, was... It, was, it, it was sort of the, the mashup of the, the quiz being jammed into a, a game show format yes. to please all the audiences. Was, That's it. Was a Consumer thing. desirables and, you know, all of the things that came to be huge in quizzing. Uh, 71, Nicholas Parsons took the helm of Sale of the Century for the first time. Um, not all of them uh, are that well remembered now i mean huey green had been huge in the 60s and was still going in the 70s he had the sky's the limit that was one of his vehicles Is that sort of a, a, an airline themed quiz Do you know well i'm gonna if you give me the title of a quiz show yes, I'll, I'll come up with a, a format it. for you that's it they were all on board an airplane and uh, if they didn't answer the questions it crashed and everyone died there were horrible. 12 contestants 11 parachutes <laughs> That's the one. That's the format of that one. Uh, and also, now, I do vaguely remember this one, Gambit with Fred Dynage. That rings a bell. That was me. on ITV, started in 1975. The thing I most remember, because Fred Dynage was quite a big name yeah. in TV hosting. Um, but I do remember he was quite rude to the contestants. <laughs> that was <laughs> before Anne Abrasive. Robinson. Yeah, he was a proto Anne Robinson. He then. was, yeah. but maybe not quite so intentionally. But. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I think I might have seen some clip of, of Gambit. It rings a bell with yes. me, good old Fred. Yes, it was a sort of Gambit. But I, well, see, it doesn't ring true for me because I remember him doing how to when I was a yes. when I was a, a sprog, oh, and he was yes. just Mister Lovely. He, oh. he, want, he wanted him to be your uncle. Oh, I know he was great. And with Gaz Top, 
That, oh no, Gaz Top is one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. Can we have Gaz Top on the show? Oh, in has a he done a Has he done a quiz show? I don't care. Let's just get done. him on. Let's just get him on. We'll just have him just sitting in the corner, just to <laughs> cheering cheer us, us all up. up. Oh, he's amazing. But speaking of gambling and quizzing being combined, the show that I particularly wanted to take you all back to from the 1970s is the one, the only, winner takes all. Uh, now this was a vehicle for Tarby. So Tarby had been on uh, the Live at the Palladium, an amazing comic, brilliant man. I actually have worked with him, and I have to say, very nice man. We did a very ill-advised um, ITV sketch show back in <laughs> back in the day, and um, it was called Life's a Pitch. Don't look it up. And uh, <laughs> but he YouTube.com. <laughs> oh God, I hope it's now. I'll be taking down YouTube. <laughs> Um, but he right there was now. brilliant and a delight uh, and also joins the list of people who were nice to my mum and dad. Aww. Him, Joanna Lumley, they're, they're all remembered as, you know, they're, they're the good guys. Anyway, but so Tarby um, presented this. It was actually devised by Geoffrey Wheeler who you will know, Jeffrey Wheeler, who had himself hosted Top of the Form. Um, he was the voice on oh. Winner Takes All. It was hosted by Tarby, but Jeffrey Wheeler... He came in as the... the was the uh, voice of authority the voice and he was he was a yeah, nice yeah, voice yeah. Um, and he apparently had devised this format Jeffrey Wheeler devised the format because he on top of the form always felt really sad when the poor school children had no idea what the answer was and they were like oh, I don't know I just don't know the answer so he wanted to do a quiz where the answers were there and you just had to decide which one it was so, you know, that was the impetus behind it. And also, it used odds. Now, I remember watching this with my dad, who enjoyed a flutter. And uh, he kept on explaining to me how odds and gambling worked. And I never got it. <laughs> and to this day, I still am terrible. This is, it saved me from having a terrible gambling yes. habit, because I do not understand how it all works. But I found the scoring... <laughs> on winner takes all absolutely baffling because what would happen so you the contestants would arrive there's two contestants up against each other they start off with 50 pounds and then they are given a question and a list of potential answers to that question mm -hmm. then they decide how much money they're going to bet and then which answer they're going to choose obviously the the odds of that answer dictate how much money they I get feel back. like i've played this as a board game yes very recently in fact right yes <laughs> i mean it's actually much easier when you can sort of see it written down and um and do a little bit of calculation on the back of an mm. envelope um so would you like me jenny ryan to give you a sample question from winner takes all a classic question Go i on. won't be as i'm no tarby he is a genius but i will do my best to i won't do a scouse accent because we've got in trouble for my accents yeah, on here before that would offend a lot of people <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of merseyside listeners i know and i do i love liverpool so i don't i don't want to not be able to go there that's <laughs> that's the main thing but uh, so imagine it's the 1970s you are sitting there probably i mean the, the, if the power's on you're lucky <laughs> You've had a power cut. It's all been very exciting. You've gone and got your torch and your candles and sat there for a bit singing Kumbaya. But now the telly's back on and you're delighted. Uh, and uh, now do look out, as with all these things, there are episodes available on YouTube. And the opening, the, 
title sequence for When It Takes All is phenomenal because it's a really weedy, the music, you would think it would be bam, 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 we're gambling, bam, 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 yeah. it's Tarby, bam, 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 woo, woo. But it's sort of a bit, there's a show coming on. But, 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 it used to be Vegas. The, yeah, it should have yeah. been Vegas. Also, the graphics are extraordinary, kind of really trippy, slightly psychedelic quite cool totally don't match the theme tune either um but then tarby steps up uh, there's a particularly good episode on youtube where there's uh, one of the contestants the male contestant is uh, a sort of a feckless youth with sideburns and a moustache he's wearing <laughs> wearing flares and anyway very very good value so tarby has a quick chat with him and then we get to question number one what game has the name which is Latin for I play? Okay, so then the options come up. Uh, at evens, we have conkers. At two to one, we have croquet. At three to one, we have roulette. At four to one, we have poker. At five to one, we have ludo. And at ten to one, we have postman's knock. <laughs> correct reaction that's what it gets in studio the the 10 to 1 question always gets a little laugh and yeah. i haven't thus far in my re-watching seen one where it's been that's the 10 been to the 1 because that would be i think that's a really clever thing it to happens do, to every sort we, we we seem to see it on the chase quite a bit sometimes uh, the most ludicrous okay. answer yes is actually the basis for the other stupid answers which sound slightly more plausible because yes. they've been made up that's yeah. it that's a good that is a that good quiz great. setting technique yeah throw it? them off guard every so often yeah which yeah. I presume happened, but I didn't. But I'm going to go five to one on this. I'm going to put all my fifty quid on it. Your whole fifty quid? Why not? Wow. I mean, I didn't even know. Winner takes all, to... mate. Winner takes well, all. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she's taking it. Don't, don't take me down the casino. It's um, you are, of course, correct. So, from your fifty pounds, of course, I can work out with my five fives the twenty-five. So you would have got two hundred and fifty quid. Yes. Very good. Thank God it was an easy one. The problem is <laughs> when it starts to get more complicated and I'm like, okay, so it's £35 at four to one, but then I don't know what she had on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. all right, showing off with your mental arithmetic. Um, <laughs> so Did the feckless youth get, get do all right? The feckless, uh, the feckless youth. <laughs> the feckless youth, you'll be pleased to know, won the episode. Oh, bless him. And then he got asked back. Uh, or he, The choice was, so at the end of the episode, you could either take the money or you could come back the next week and try again. Oh, and he chose to risky. come back and try again. Yeah. But, of course, I'm watching this on YouTube and I cannot oh, find... No. Were the, you that feckless if youth? you were that feckless youth from... Uh, was that feckless youth your dad, which is more likely, I think. Yeah, well, in yeah. fact, you know, in the comments on the YouTube thing, someone said, oh, my dad was on that episode. So I don't know if it was the feckless youth. But we shall do we'll, some we'll sleuthing. Get a, we'll get a screen grab. We'll put it on the Twitter. Twi <laughs> the will. Twitter will find out the twitter will find out whether that <laughs> feckless youth did uh, how he did well i hope you enjoyed stepping back to the 1970s and next week we'll be moving on to the 80s and of course the arrival of bullseye so we are very lucky to be joined on the line by nick who is the man behind the most uh, sort of factually laden and opinionated site about quiz shows and game shows. Uh, Nick Gates of bothersbar.co.uk. Are you on the line? Hello. Hello, Nick. Now, Hi. I was trying to sort of do justice to what Bothers Bar is, but maybe you could explain it in your own words. Sure. Um, 
it sort of started out 15 years ago as a sort of um, uh, sort of fun place to chat about uh, game shows um, because I was I've been in, I've been sort of writing about them uh, since I was about 14. I'm now 38, <laughs> um, and I thought, well, there's no one, there's no really, no place really to discuss those sort of things like this. So I thought I'd have a go myself. Um, and uh, 15 years later, uh, it's still going. It's a life's work, really, isn't it? I mean, it that's is. 15 um, years. It's uh, it's 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 gone through its all good good bits and bad bits, but uh, it's still going. So. Uh, well, and it's going and very popular and full of people commenting. I mean, you obviously, you served a need. What were the shows that inspired you back when you started? What were the shows that everyone was discussing at Bother's Bar uh, in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning, I mean, it's, it's sort of 2004. So um, it's sort of, sort of pre-daytime explosion, really. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so Millionaire would have been sort of big at that time or weakest link millionaire that's the kind of uh, era we're looking at absolutely yeah it's just before deal or no deal started i think Ooh. um so i mean we we used to watch pretty much everything everything especially sort of um uh sort of american reality games as well like survivor and that sort of stuff mm. uh, you know there's no really place to discuss that sort of stuff in in sort of uk so um we used to watch those we used to sort of tell people how how they could find them uh maybe not quite legally, but uh, <laughs> it was hard back then, wasn't <laughs> the it? The only way possible, yeah. That's nefarious. Then, yeah. <laughs> Whereas now, I mean, because actually, you do cover quite a lot of foreign shows, <laughs> not even just American ones, but you do ones that aren't even in English. Oh no, no, we've always been that. We've always been about um, uh, always very interested in foreign versions of shows uh, and how sort of culturally different they are and uh, how they differ. Um, but I've been watching stuff on. I used to. I was sort of first you'd watch foreign channels on cable, and I was like sort of twelve, thirteen. So it was always quite exciting to see like German Wheel of Fortune. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still watch French Football Yard. It's its first year. Of year. Um, uh, all that sort of thing. That was yes. I just find that quite exciting. And Fort Boyard is, um, I noticed from your website that Fort Boyard is coming back in France, isn't it, as a special 30th anniversary? No, no, no it's not coming back. It's, it's, still, it's never gone away. Oh, my gosh, really? It, yes, it's 30th series. What? Uh, <laughs> and it's, um, you know, it's, it's had its, it's been, you know, almost cancelled several times and it's all reinvented itself. <laughs> wow. Um, gosh, and, that's uh, amazing. I wish that had happened over you, here. You've missed out on about 25 series of Fort I know, I can now. now I can now watch the whole <laughs> of Catch up. If anyone needs me between now and Christmas, <laughs> yeah, tough luck. It's the ultimate binge. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm on YouTube now. Um, you know, without, without, having to, you know, without having sort of uh, local, localisation sort of geolog, uh, you guys just go to YouTube and find them there. It's, uh, it's, it's great, really, for me. Wow, yeah. I mean, the, things must have changed in that 15 years. I mean, it doesn't sound like a long time to me, but then I'm old. But, um, I mean, things have just changed beyond recognition. Like you say, I mean, there's so much more quiz. There's so much more yeah. game show available. The last thing has been brilliant, but quite recently, uh, is actually not that many formats sort of happening. Um, it's sort of... It, if you look at your afternoon daytime shows, you skip a chase, pointless, tipping point, impossible, tenable, they're all really good. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that people watch them and so they, don't, they get replaced. Yes. They get stuff to talk about. You do get an uproar <laughs> if, if we go on to something different yeah, at 5pm. 
Yeah. Like, yes. wow, people do fear change so much. They do. <laughs> we need some turkeys. We always enjoy this uh, chase axe every year when it goes off for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Daily Express having kittens, as usual. You're there to fight the fake news, though. Yes, exactly. You're the the, the people of Bothers Bar know know the truth. You know what's going on. And what do you find in your um in your forums and discussions? Um, I mean, what are the most popular? What are the least popular shows? What's the temperature of of the quizzing audiences at the moment? Uh, quizzing audiences. Well, obviously, I like the chase. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I like pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talked about impossible quite a lot recently. Um, oh yeah. Well, I like. I'm a big fan. Big fan of participant impossible. and indeed Absolutely. Victor. So I hear. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, we have a. I mean, we've, I've always been more of a, a game show person than a quiz person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been on a quiz and I enjoyed it. Um, my general knowledge is okay. Which one was it? You were on which quiz? I was on Weakest Link when I was nineteen. Wow! Oh, and, and how was Anne with I, you? I had a great time. I was a worst person in round one, but got away with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And lasted till round three. So nice. uh, that was fun. That That's was what we out. like to hear. We like to hear those stories of people who've Absolutely. just winged it. <laughs> it's all shown at me and a colleague just go to a pub after work and watch. And I used to find it very funny. And I thought, I'd like to have a go at that. And it's such a great game to, to play because you have to juggle so many things at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, answering questions and seeing what everyone else is doing and remembering to bank. Um, yes. Oh, the remembering to bank. Yeah. Oh, Pe- the, people just literally went blank at that moment. Yeah, there was. But the, it's, it's more of a game, gamey format, isn't it? That, I think that's what appeals to you is not so much the quiz, yeah. but the the format aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, and it, it's a sliding scale, really, isn't it? You got your purest quiz, like hundred yeah. percent. There's nothing else going on there, through yeah. to your pure game show, and then you know, in the middle, there's there's a lot to go at. Absolutely. Uh, we're very much the format. We always like looking at um, uh, new formats and upcoming formats. We used to quite like going down to uh, see pilots being filmed. Mm. Um, the problem is now, because they're mostly filmed in Manchester and, and Scotland, it's much more difficult for me to do that because um, London's back and up, down and back on a train in the afternoon. That's fine. But Manchester's like an overnight stay. So You need yeah. some correspondence, don't you? I do. But occasionally, you get people who go to shows up there and uh, will tell you about them. That's always great fun. Uh, I go. A producer's not quite so happy about that, but um, <laughs> yes. Do you get into trouble because you know you you are a you sneak in kind of incognito, don't you? To well, I don't know. I don't know about, uh, I've only had one person, one producer, um, sort of tell me off, but then also praise me because he likes to do it for other people. Uh, so you know, it goes around, comes around, I suppose. <laughs> and this, because this isn't even your job, is it? The, you have a perfectly normal job, and then oh, no, all I'm, of I'm, this. Yeah, no, I, I work. I'm a university assistant staff at Cambridge. I work at a library. Wow. Um, this has been sort of a, a, a sort of side project, um, and it's been really good fun. I've met a lot of people through it. A lot of sort of TV types through it. Um, you know, I go to like a sort of uh, pub quiz thing where occasionally once a month with uh, with sort of only connect writers and uh, and that sort of thing. That's that's great fun. Well, I see on your FAQs uh, on the website, it says, the question is, do you work in television? And you say, no, and I really don't want to. Everyone in television is completely awful, even the people I like, <laughs> which is a sentiment. <laughs> it's very rare to, to find somebody who is that passionate about TV and doesn't isn't ambitious to get in. Yeah, yeah. no, but I agree with yeah. your assessment of it's it. It's true. <laughs> We're all awful. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's not even arguing with us. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're dreadful. I like being on the periphery. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fun place to be. And we know you. You know, you're not corrupted. You. Uh, no one's. Has anyone ever tried to pay you off to sort of start a positive no, but if, discussion? If anyone does want to try and pay me, <laughs> I'm happy to be, fine. lovely. So open to bribes. That's good to know. Well, um, thank you, Nick Gates. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So now it is time for our listener quiz. Listener quiz. Listener quiz. quiz. <laughs> and Mariah Carey over there. <laughs> oh, listener quiz. Um, listen quiz. So listen quiz. Uh, and this week it has been sent in by. Now we know her real name. But are we allowed to say We're not it? going to disclose She it. asked not to Ooh, reveal okay. her real identity. We, we've, we've gendered her, though, so that cuts it down. Oops. They, By half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so someone has sent in a quiz <laughs> this week. Uh, uh, this person goes by the name of Sparrowhawk. Ooh. Sparrowhawk. And uh, we know if nothing about... If you say about- it again in a mirror, she'll appear. <laughs> there's no mirrors in the screen sadly. <laughs> no, I, I never allow there to be mirrors anywhere near <laughs> so um, we know nothing about this quiz as usual uh, Amanda, neither does Amanda well, Amanda <laughs> looking at me like I do come okay. on you've read it this week haven't you, you I did I yeah, had a little scan I had a little go. scan and I'll tell you for why the questions are really short because sometimes that's why I'm like oh I'll read that later because <laughs> Because <laughs> some of the questions are a bit long. Which principality? Oh, no. oh we're still on <laughs> no. that, are we? No, oh, no, dear. no. Principalities are banned. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think there's any sort of principality. Okay. And they, I don't think there's any discerning theme either. I think it's just general. Just a general quiz. A general quiz. We yeah. love those. Yeah. General knowledge. Question number one. Suko is a Japanese variety of which common vegetable? Ooh. Suko. How are you spelling it? S-U-K-O. Oh, right. Um, boop. Go on. That's my buzzers. Um, I'm going to go for cabbage. Oh, I was going cabbage. No. Oh, oh, right. oh it's not cabbage. cabbage um, I'll say um, radish. No. Oh, I see what you were doing. They do love a radish. Yeah. They love a radish, those lads. Um, boop carrot. 
Yes. Hey. Third time looking. (laughs) (laughs) So, in which British city is the National Justice Museum? Oh. Boop. Lucy. York. No. Oh, I like it, though. Just went for it. I'm going to say Buzz, Birmingham. No. Boop. Leeds. No. I just understand. Northern. I don't know. Boop. Oh, I'll go on then. Have another go. (laughs) Well, that's the beat. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. London. No. Boop. Bristol. <laughs> just carry on. Not just when you're right. No. no. Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, Lancaster, cities no. Leicester. No. Um, Carlisle. No. Get down a bit. <laughs> down a bit. Down a bit. Um, Harrogate. No, that's not a city. No. Shrewsbury. Um, Keep going down. Hull. No. Down. Telford. <laughs> In that area. Lincoln. <laughs> Worcester, no. um, um, Stoke-on-Trent, no, uh, Derby, Crew, uh, <laughs> Stafford, no, Chester. Oh, I mean, no one's listening now. <laughs> Podcast is. Shed- Shall I give you a clue? Yeah, Can do. you mime it? I'd like a first-class ticket to Nottingham. Yes. <laughs> Boop. Nottingham. <laughs> thank goodness for thank you to Who knew? thank you to Lockets or was it Lockets? What <laughs> it was, was that? Tunes. Was it Lockets? Tunes. Or, was it, it tunes? tunes? Thank you to Tunes. Thank you to that and for me being old as well. I otherwise, that was like another <laughs> a bonus question: which product was advertised with? Every, yeah, an old adverts quiz. I'd like to put that out there. Yeah, if anyone wants to send one yeah. of those. Anyway, yeah. That would be totally fun, actually. Strap lines. Yeah. Um, right. Should we should we move away from <laughs> that? that Keep going. Took a bit longer than we'd anticipated. Yeah. Question number three. According to the poem by Edward Lear, who lived at the top of Crumpety Tree? Um, Buzz, the poplar who has no toes. No. No. Boop. It's worth a go, though. Um, <laughs> is it like from the Owl and the Pussycat? No, it's no. not. It's not. Is it uh, from Edward Lear? The sh- shrew, the grimbly bomb, the shrew. Is it? I've got a shrew as a. a There's no shrew. Oh no. Um, no, I don't know. The a, a dong, the luminous. It's thing. It's not a dong. It's a <laughs> ding. What's it begin with? Come on. A Q. <laughs> okay. It's no, the the Q being the first letter of the first the queen of something no the no the quat of squat the quagga from zanzibar <laughs> i don't now i don't think you're gonna get <laughs> no this. i don't think and just so because either. it's you know obviously it's, it's it's gonna be a very difficult one to guess so i think yeah. i should just tell you yes um, it's the quangle wangle no would never I, have I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've I've read quite a few bits by Edward Lear, and I've never heard of that. Uh, I, I want I want a steward's inquiry. I think that's Twangle, completely wangle. made up. Okay, and well, not by Edward Lear. All right, let's yeah. move on. We're taking ages over these, and they're not even they're complicated. Brutal. We're making up for the short. The short, but they're brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're both going to get this one. Good. Okay. So get ready with your mouth buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, question number four. Which London underground station on the central line was originally called Post Office? Hmm. Oh. Post Office. Boop. Chancery Lane. No. Oh, that's a good shout. (gasps) Boop. Yeah. Hoburn. No. Bond Street. No. Marble Arch. 
Go back. Notting Hill Gate. Go back City Way. Okay, okay, so we're going. So you go Hoburn, Russell Square. No, is no, that no, 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 no. That's Holborn, Piccadilly. You're doing Hoburn, Chancery Lane. Chancery Lane, and then, then it's Farringdon. No, no, no that's it's before. Uh, so Farringdon's not on the central. No, it's not. But it's Chancery that. Chancery Lane, what? and then you're walking down towards. So picture the yourself. Hoburn Viaduct. I'm going down yeah, the Hoburn yeah. Viaduct. But get yourself back on the tube. Stop yeah, walking you're on down the, the road. You need okay. to be on yeah, the you tube because you're going to Farringdon if you I go am. that way. That's oh, the pro- that's your problem. Um, what's to begin with? Come on, St Paul's. Yes. Oh! <laughs> why, why would they not call it St Paul's originally? I don't know. Was there not good question? St Paul's was, was definitely, it was definitely there. there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I if, if you're going to name it after a landmark that's near the tube station, yeah, I, I would definitely yeah, offer yeah. St Paul's over the post office. <laughs> you don't need to go to St Paul's on a daily basis, do you? Whereas, Speak you know. for yourself. Well, <laughs> yeah. get a quick. Get a quick even song in that's it get, nip up to the whispering gallery that's yeah. how you get all your communications done yeah, that's interesting I wouldn't describe these as general knowledge They're specific knowledge yeah they're tough 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 very good okay. you've got to be the sparrow hawk to know yeah. these I think right um, no idea if you're going to get this let's have a look shall we it's the last question I've lost count of who's nah. got what nah, score nah, nah, so nah. let's, let's do it pretty much fun. nil nil <laughs> yeah, yeah I think Lucy got the first one didn't she but I think by, eventually you know yeah we had several guesses didn't yeah. we here's the last question which organisation fielded Great Britain's gold medal winning team in the tug of war at the 1920 Antwerp Olympic Games boop go on is it the post office (laughs) (laughs) would have been nice that would have been lovely I really wish it was I really wish it was the navy no but they're pretty good at tugging ropes you'd think wouldn't you I mean maybe they just make them no No, it's not an armed force it wouldn't be the not. it's not it's it's not an armed force, but it is a force. Police yeah, yeah. force. Yes. <laughs> I was going for the. Uh, in, in fact, it's all like the the correct answer is the City of London Police. Oh, City of London Police. Well specific. done, lads. Well done. Yeah, only a square mile. They've done well. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I know. Uh, uh, yeah. Well done. Thank you, Sparrowhawk. Thank you. You took the, the mysterious time to, Sparrowhawk to dig up some absolutely brutal nuggets of knowledge. There. I think we've all learned something. There I've learned. Go. I've learned five things at least, yes. which is the answers to all of them post office amazing that was the listener, listener quiz so on the line with us now we are thrilled to have one of the finest broadcasters it's ever been my pleasure to work with the wonderful mr paul ross thrilled eh? hello lucy how are you doing oh we're delighted we are, to have we're you genuinely thrilled this quiz podcast that we do, uh, I, I mean, actually talking to a host is such a treat for us because yes. we have a lot of contestants and we have, you know, question setters. But really, quizzes rest, they live or die by the host, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so tell us about your experience of, of quiz hosting. Uh, well, I, I first, the first quiz I hosted was for Sky TV. And that would have been back in the 1990s. And it was the British version of Jeopardy. Oh. And we shot six a day and I made 135 in all. And that's the reason that um, a lot of quiz show contestants still have little name badges. Because I've, I've not got a bad memory. <laughs> yes. No way could I remember 24, 25 different contestants a day. Oh, so no. it was interesting. And I'm a terror to play Trivial Pursuits against if people still play Trivial Pursuits. Because yeah. some of the knowledge stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, should hope so. Six shows a day. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, at that time, you must have been unbeatable. Well, I was kind of... Uh, 
wealthy because they used to pay good money back in the 90s even sky <laughs> tv the next show i did wasn't quite as lucrative i made 120 episodes of a show called Telestack, which is all tv trivia stuff the problem with that show was it had a rather tricky computer and we would stop and start with that. We once did an 18-hour record day. Oh. And by the end of it, it was like a kind of zombie quiz show. Funny. In re- all these things are good in retrospect, aren't they? You're like a sort of an endurance uh, specialist as well as a quiz show host. <laughs> it's like, what, what can we put Paul Ross through in order to host these shows? That's amazing. Amazing. So where did you go next after quiz uh, I, I mean, I've done so many different game shows. You mentioned yeah. endurance. For Challenge yeah. TV, I did two series. And you can see some of this on YouTube of a British version of the Japanese game show Endurance in which we put the contestants through the most male and female through the most horrendous ordeals we kind of uh, we made them drink wasabi and sheep's (sighs) testicle beer (laughs) we uh, had them hanging from um horrible kind of poles covered in nettles while they were being thwacked with birch trees. <laughs> Seriously. And the winner got a kind of prize. I think people could, did this for... A, the big prize then was only £5,000. And we <sighs> turned away dozens and dozens of people who wanted to be ritually humiliated. I mean, again, we made that in, we made that in Maidstone. And I'd spend a day in there, like being inside the mind of the Marquis de Sade, and uh, come out into the lovely Kent sunshine. Strange experience. <laughs> well, at least you got to dish it out rather than take it yes, on that one. Absolutely. And um, now I was watching also on YouTube the brilliant No Win No Fee, yes. which I, I mean, I remembered loving it, and it's such a because it's such a great premise. The idea that you are hosting the show effectively for free if the contestants win the money, and you show your contract at the beginning to prove that it's genuine and it really you know it gives the whole thing a high stakes frisson yeah yes yeah it certainly did for me i mean we made two series of that for the bbc but Mm -hmm. the problem with that was every game show has a flaw as producers know Mm -hmm. and the problem with no win no fee was for people which is most of them apart from lucy who remember it who don't remember it rather (laughs) is that i had to the only way i could win the money was we whittled down the group of contestants to just two and they had to both get an answer wrong in that i'd ask one of them a question the other contestant had to predict whether the person would get it right or wrong. Uh-huh. Now, if they, if they both, if, if, if the answer was wrong, but somebody predicted that they were going to get it right, then I got the money. But they worked out that if, if they said, I think he's going to get it wrong, then one of them always got the money. So the first uh-huh. series, I won, uh, I won six shows and made about 24 grand. The second series, I only won one. <gasps> Four weeks with record, three weeks recording for £4,000. No. Not, not bad money in the real world, but again, we made lots of these. And, it was, yes. and I knew after that there'd be no third series mm. because... I was lucky to win even that amount. Oh, no. God, what a... You know, you watch it and uh, you... Yeah. That was an Action Time production. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, at the beginning, they were even going to say, right, and you have to make your own way to the studio and we won't be laying on any tea or coffee for you. And I said, lads, lads, take a step back from this. Okay, it's no win, no fee. It doesn't mean you're treating me like somebody from work experience or something. No. Oh, my God. The things that you go through, this is an extraordinary I mean, the strangest show I ever did was was a pilot. And it was also, I mean, it's it's almost beyond parody. It was for one of the West Country TV stations. They suddenly found out they had lots of wildlife footage. Um, and again, this is back in the 90s. So they concocted this idea as for the pilot where they had a member of the public linked up to a wildlife expert. They'd be competing against each other for a little prize. And the show was called From Amoebas to Zebras. And that was at a gigantic tree of life and a kind of dolly dealer type uh, assistant, very 90s, very sexist. And you start as an amoeba 
And if you won the competition and got to the top of Tree of Life, you didn't become a human being. You became a zebra <laughs> that almost rhymed with amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, that one never saw the light of day. Oh, wow. They went through a stage in the 90s of what they called... I think it was called infotainment. Mm -hmm. So it was that kind of laugh while you learn. So mm. they tried to do all these game shows that weren't just about naked greed or showing off. They tried to make them, and on the way you might learn what a lesser spotted water vole looked like. Who needs to know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, the 90s were a different time, weren't Very they? Very different. I mean, because it, it, cruel quizzing became a thing more in the 2000s. But it was well, I think, again, that became that... It, it, I think all television ends up kind of devouring itself. Mm. We've gone back to a nicer stage of TV in some ways now because, okay, we've got the kind of, you know, the exploitative nonsense, the non-reality reality shows like mm. Love Island. Mm -hmm. When you think of a show like Pointless or yeah. even Eggheads, yeah. the money you're playing for is never going to be life-changing. Yeah. I mean, it gets slightly more serious on Pointless or, or Eggheads when, you, when, when the, the prize money meets is double figures. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time... You know, people are competing for two or three grand, which is lovely, a lovely holiday, not going to change your life. But you're meeting nice people like Alexander Armstrong, Richard Osman. You get a nice day out at the studio and you get the chance to be on telly. And that's almost the way game shows were in the 1950s. Mm. Yes. When you, when you pay for 50 quid, but you get to meet, you know, Huey Green or Michael Miles. Yeah, no, and you're right. And I mean, actually, even the chase, which obviously Jenny is uh, is a chaser. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of that. Oh, you've got to yeah. face the chaser, but it's not the kind of naked... Horrible. No, we, we don't come out and, and absolutely tear everybody to shreds in an Al wow. Robinson style. It's it's more about the warmth of, of Brad and the team and how they're going to overcome adversity and, and win. It's, well, it's Jenny, quite sweet. I did do a, a micro-celebrity version of The Chase. It was me, Carol Vorderman, John Thompson and a lovely actress from Coronation Street, whose name I can't remember. And we managed to beat the beast. <gasps> we, divided, we, we divided 100 grand between oh, our charities. Wow. And that's quite interesting because it was the beast we beat Mark. Mark, he's lovely. Oh, but he got very, very focused when he thought we were going to beat him. And when did. we did, he was rather grudging in his praise of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet he mm. was. I bet he was. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't take it well. He does doesn't he? take defeat too no, too well. I, mean, I also did. I also did uh, micro celebrity point this again with John Thompson. <laughs> me, and him, me and him got to the me and him got to the end, and we couldn't answer. We couldn't find a pointless answer, but they still divided up the prize money. So for the chase. Four of us shared 100 grand. No exaggeration. Mm. For Pointless, it was five pairs shared two and a half grand. <laughs> oh. Between the BBC and the ITV. Mm. Well, we had a lovely then? day out. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you enjoy your day? And one day somebody would say, no, it was bloody horrible and I won no money. <laughs> yes, Dale. Yes, Bradley. Yes, Alexander. And we had a lovely day. Thank you. So who, which format is your all-time favourite quiz format, would you say, Paul Ross? I'm going to ask you to name favourite format and favourite host. I think uh, favourite format was when um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire first appeared because mm. it was genuine drama. Yeah. That was a genuine, for British TV, and still life-changing amount of money. Mm -hmm. And on that, Chris Tarrant was absolutely perfect. I mean, Jeremy yes. Clarkson's not doing bad, but mm -hmm. the caravan's moved on. We've had the million-pound drop since mm -hmm. then with Davina McColl. So I think it's much less of a, much less of a novelty. I think my favourite host for game shows, I've still got a soft spot for old Dale Winton. Yeah. Dale's supermarket suit. And he was just lovely and warm and yeah. infectious. But he was also 
Mr. Television. He was a bit like a non-swearing Roger Melly. Yes. I don't think he had, you know, he didn't like it when the red light wasn't on. I worked with him yeah. a lot and he used to say that. He'd get very angsty and, well, we, well we, we've, got, we've got a break for lunch now. Oh. And I think they should have almost given him a camera to follow him around. Oh, love. on TV. And he was a lovely, warm, yeah. charming fella. And the thing is, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've produced lots of shows as well. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I was first in telly behind the cameras back in 1982. And I can teach anybody pretty much in an afternoon to be comfortable and relaxed on camera as mm-hmm. a presenter. Mm-hmm. Okay, What you can't teach anybody is that weird crackle between an individual's personality and the camera. Yes. I mean, when you think of, and I mentioned my brother Jonathan in this, when you think of great TV presenters, Jonathan's great and relaxed in front of the camera. It's a weird mixture of laid back and energetic. Yeah. Chris yeah. Evans has got it. Yeah. You trust them completely. Davina McCall's got it. You know, you're in a safe pair of hands. Yes. And that you can't learn no. in the way that, you know, in the in the nineteen forties and fifties, Hollywood was full of absolutely beautiful men and women and the camera photographed them beautifully. But there was only one Marilyn Monroe. Mm. There was only one Humphrey Bogart. There was only Carrie Grot one Carrie Grot. It wasn't really to do with their looks. There's something really odd about the relationship between some human beings and the camera yes. and that you can't teach people you cannot well and i tell you who's got it Paul Ross. Yes. Paul Ross. And if I was going to say. Oh, it is. And we. <laughs> I was. I was going to say, I'd love to see no you back. I do want you to do come back and host another quiz, but having heard how many miserable experiences you had on quizzes, <laughs> we're going to make it a really nice. We're going to make you do like one a week and you're going to get paid a fortune. How about that? Is that all right? If only that were true. I've been, I've been TV host heaven. <laughs> well, <laughs> we will make it happen. Thank you so much, Paul, for speaking Stop to us. It. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Cheers, Lucy. Thanks, Cheers, my love. <laughs> Well, there we are. Another episode in the can, it is as they say. By. It, uh, we're what talking a joy. to Paul Ross. Time always flies by. We could have had him on for the, several shows because oh, I think he would have stayed here for several shows. We can, and we can have him back. We can have him absolutely. back anytime. And also the lovely Nick from Bother's Bar, Brig, Brig Brother. We know now know what Brig, Brig Bother, Bother is called. It, that's a vocal warm up exercise yeah, it is, in itself. Should be doing that Brig Bother. Yes. And um, I enjoyed stepping back in time to the 1970s. I, I thought it was wonderful. Very much enjoyed our listener quiz by the one and only Sparrowhawk. Sparrowhawk. She's doing like a, 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 a judo chop mine. Sparrow, oh, no, no. She's got a, <laughs> there you go. This is a hand symbol now to you'll, go with Sparrowhawk. You'll never get to see that, guys. But uh, thank you very much for listening. And that was Fingers on Buzzers. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.